Welcome to the Love You More podcast. I am Jennifer McDaniel, your hostess, and I'm really glad to be here with you today. I'm glad to be with myself actually here today too. And the topic of our conversation is about journaling. I call it, dear me, the power of journaling. I actually just journaled this morning. I had a bit of a, ah, maybe a heated discussion with my husband about, well, I won't get into it because he might listen to this someday. But um, anyway, he left and the kids went off to school and I had the whole house to myself, which is always like one of my favorite parts of the day when it's like, you know, the house is so bustle, bustle, bustle and everybody's so busy and we all need to get our things and get off to our places. And then everybody goes to their places. And then I'm still here with a very quiet home and my two cats and my day of work. So, um, and usually I jump right into work, but today I didn't today. I went and sat on my little meditation cushion and I got out my journal and I just let it out. I wrote all the things that were on my mind. I did not censor myself. I did not judge myself for saying some kind of ugly things, not about him, but just about certain things. (laughs) And it felt really good. And that is what journaling does for me. It is an opportunity for me when I feel anxious, when I feel itchy, when I feel antsy, and I just need to like let it out of my body. Um, For some of you all, that might be like another way that you do that is exercise. You know, you just move and, and moving is a great way to do it. But sometimes for me, it's, you know, I can't, I don't have time to go hop on the bike or go do a quick run and process something. And, and the way that I now purge that bad feeling out of my body to some degree is to sit down and journal. And um, journaling has a lot of health benefits. We have seen researchers talk about a boost in immunity, a boost in self-confidence, higher IQ, um, sleeping better at night. There's a lot of benefit that come from it. And I, it all makes sense really, right? Because if you are taking all of the things that are running around in your head, making you feel a bit crazy and you right size it on paper, then that helps us with stress. And when we're less stressed, we sleep better. And when we sleep better and we're less stressed, we have a better immune function. And when we have all of these things work together cognitively, we, we function better. So yeah. So journaling has a lot of fabulous benefits and I asked people on social media about journaling. I think the question was, this was a couple of months ago, but I think the question was like, do you, do you use journaling as a tool of self-care? And a lot of people said they don't. And so um, made me question, well, maybe the definition of journaling for some is too narrow. And maybe we should remind ourselves that likely you probably are doing some form or fashion of journaling, like even a task list, I think is a very short form version of journaling because, well, right now, as I record this podcast, we are in the middle of the holiday season and the holiday season pre- presents a lot of extra tasks, the tasks of gift shopping, the task of sending out a picture of your family saying happy holidays, which by the way, we decided not to do this year. The first time we've ever not done a family holiday card. Um, So if you didn't get a holiday card from me, it's not because I don't love you. It's just because we didn't do one. Um, But there's just so much that we have to do during the holidays. And so I found 
that like making a list and writing all those things down really helps me to, to, well, to feel a bit more in control, but also just to sometimes think, wow, actually this is, this is maybe a little more manageable than I thought because things often feel so overwhelming when the only place that they have to rest is in our heads. But when we take what is in our heads and we, we, we transfer that to paper or to our note section on our phone, then we kind of sometimes feel a little bit better about it and it doesn't feel so overwhelming. So going back to the definition of journaling, there's lots of different ways. Another way that I have my clients at MNT journal is a way to help them explore and get curious about their relationship with food. Um, there's apps out there like My Fitness Pal and Lose It, and you know where you journal and you write down what you what you eat. And um, a lot of times there can be benefit from that because it increases our awareness um, around our food choices and how much we eat and when we eat and all those things. But what what I actually prefer is less about what they eat and more about why and how and um, the. So I'm like, well you know, okay, I'll give you permission to use that tool if it's something you want to do. But the only thing that I'm really interested in is the notes section on that app. I want to see what went on that day. How was stress? Um, Were you extra hungry that day? Were you checking in with signs and symptoms of fullness? Um, Did you eat out of habit or did you eat because you were actually hungry? So that's journaling and that's, that's taking, you know, the writing, the food part down. That's like what I would call the tip of the iceberg. You know, you're writing food is the tip of the iceberg, but what's underneath the water, um, the bulk of the iceberg is underneath the water. And that part is the juicy meaty part that really helps us to transform our relationship with food. When we journal about the kinds of things I just mentioned. So that that's a form of journaling that our clients do in our office. And man, I have one client that she started a um, Google drive doc that we share together. And so she writes down all sorts of things. And um, one category of her journaling was like things that I like to do daily that help me feel like that are really true forms of self-care for me. And that just help me function better as a human. And that was actually our very first love you more podcast was a discussion about deep level self-care. And that's what she was really getting curious about. Like, what do I need daily for myself? And I loved reading all the things that she felt like help her run her day well, you know, and whatever that looks like for you is different for her and different for me. But um, I liked that she was thinking about that. So I love going in and reading journal entries of my clients and getting to know them better, getting to know them in a deeper way. And also I remind them that, you know, they're the wisest guide. Yeah, they're here to work with me and they're here to, you know, let me provide my evidence-based information around the latest nutrition um, recommendations and help them implement some of those things. But more importantly, I'm there to help them understand um, how they know how to feel themselves because they're the wisest person of their body. And so journaling allows them to learn from themselves. So that's kind of another mode of journaling. So you can see there's lots of different ways that we can journal, right? We can journal in an app. We can use a pen and paper. I mean, that's my favorite way. Um, 
to do journaling is to just get out a pen and write in my notebook. And most of my journal entries in my notebook are completely in, uh, oh goodness, I can't say that word today. Um, you can't read them chicken scratch. And so that's, that's on purpose. Um, it's on purpose because I don't want anybody to ever open it up and see what came out of my brain. But it's also, it's also just because I don't want to spend a lot of time writing neatly. Like this isn't about me having this really beautiful journal entry. And in, in most cases that I want to go back and read, this is just really a, uh, a purging of what's going on and me just writing it down. And I just need to get it down as quickly as possible. And so, you know, I fill a couple pages or a page of that, and then I feel better most of the time, or maybe I uncover something, or maybe I, maybe I, um, I find a better version of myself as I write. So that's that's usually how I do my journaling. And when we look at the research around journaling in terms of like how often we should do it, you know, like when you compare um, a self-care tool like journaling to say meditation, they say to reap the benefits of meditation, you need to journal, or I'm sorry, you need to meditate like 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes, and you need to do it most days of the week in order to really get the, the clarity and the presence the rest of the time when you're not meditating. Um, but with journaling, they say really it's, it's, it's not necessary to do it every day. And in fact, doing it every single day might not, it might not make journaling as efficient. So just doing it when you need it, um, taking that, I think today it took me a whole 15 minutes to sit down and just sort of write some things out and process some things down on paper. Um, so, you know, you don't, it's, it's something that you pick up and you use when you need to. Um, I wanted to share just a couple of other ways and techniques of journaling that I've learned over the years. One of those comes from a resource or a book that I read called The Artist's Way. I don't have her name. Um, but anyway, look up The Artist's Way. It is, it's a really great book. I think I might even pick it back up over this holiday season. Um, but she required to some degree that you write three pages, long handwriting, just a stream of consciousness, you know, drain the brain three pages every single day for like the duration of your reading of the book. I think you were supposed to, I think it was like 30 days or something like maybe a month that you were supposed to do it for. Um, and you know, the rules that she would give you are there's no right or wrong way to journal. She just wanted you to simply move your hand across the page, write down whatever comes to mind. Nothing's too petty. Nothing's too silly or too stupid or too weird to be included. Um, and nobody was of course allowed to read your morning pages, you know, outside of you. Um, and so I did this, I did it. I followed the rules and I found some days it was really hard to fill three pages. And then other days I couldn't stop myself from filling more than three pages it was usually the latter, um, or the, or, or it was usually harder for me to fill three pages. Um, but I really did find it helpful and it was awesome to do it alongside reading the book because a lot, the book would trigger things that would make me want to write about and learn about. And that that's another technique is to use a journal that gives you prompts, asks you questions. That isn't my preferred way to journal um, because I kind of like the freedom of just journaling whatever I need in the moment. And some guided journal isn't going to know that. Um, 
But when I was doing some research for this podcast, I did stumble upon a Facebook page called Daily Journaling Prompts. And so she would give you a daily journaling prompt and then people would journal about it. So they had questions in there like, what is your favorite physical characteristic of your face or body? Um, What scares you the most about getting older? I liked the questions a lot. Um, I don't necessarily need to journal about those right now, but I I also thought, hey, those could be questions that we could bring up at the family mealtime instead of how was your day? (laughs) Give me something juicier to talk about at the table with my family. Um, so yeah, so you could use a prompt, you could use a store-bought journal about self-care, whatever maybe you're trying to work on. Maybe there's the relationship with food journal, um, that helps you with that. And then the final one that I wanted to talk about comes from author Liz Gilbert. Um, she has a podcast, she has many books, Eat, Love, Pray is probably one of her most popular um, pieces of work. But I was listening to a podcast where she talked about her own journaling and she would do what I would do, which is like you just free write for a little bit, kind of get it all out. And then this was the best part. And this is the part that I think is, again, having the wisest version of yourself come out is that unconditional love writes you back. So you might write, you might ask unconditional love for advice. And unconditional right love writes back. And she would say like, dear Jennifer, gosh, I can see it's been such a busy, hard time for you. Of course you feel that way. And, you know, she says all these really nice things to me. Uh, And she's me, by the way. (laughs) And she writes in this really beautiful handwriting, you know, a, a writing that you want to go back and read. And the writing is slow. And it's thoughtful and it's caring and compassionate and an unconditional love always gives you what you need to hear. And she says things like, I'm right here. I've got you. You are never alone. And, and, and that might seem a little weird to you to kind of write that way, but I don't know, maybe give it a try. It's kind of fun. So let unconditional write you back, ask her a question or him a question, and then see what comes from that. And it's, it is a very cool practice. You have to be in the right mindset. You have to have some time. You don't want to rush unconditional love because she's really powerful and she's got some really amazing, awesome things to say. So you don't want to rush that. So you do it when it's like, uh, you know, early morning, this would be my, my time set up. This would be my setup. It'd be early in the morning. No one's gotten up yet. I'm sitting by the Christmas tree and there's a candle and I've got my tea and I'm, I might've read um, a little bit from one of my, my good books. And then I journal and then unconditional love writes back and it's, or so that's a nice time, or it could even have been this morning when I, I did have 30 minutes and I was really kind of suffering. I was feeling anxious. I wasn't happy about how I had reacted and I wasn't happy about the direction of what my husband was wanting to do. And so that could have been a really good time for unconditional love to write. So anyway, I, I offer up the suggestion, the recommendation to see what it's like to do a little journaling. And again, it can be however you want to do it. It can be whenever you want to do it, but there is true scientific benefits to journaling. And the benefit that I love the most is that I just simply feel better after I do it. 
So if you're a journaler and you want to comment um, when we put this podcast out, I would love to hear what it does for you. I would love to hear how you journal, be very interested in all of those things. Um, it's always better when it's a conversation versus a one-sided conversation, which sometimes podcasts feel like, but that's okay. Um, so I do love you, love you more. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the journaling and I'll see you soon.